Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're so glad you joined us here for the conversation. Our study of the Gospel of Mark is focusing on the busy, productive, and life-changing work of Jesus in action. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Hello, friends, and welcome back. Appreciate you being here today. Have a beautiful Ohio postcard today. That's exactly what it says on the postcard. Beautiful Ohio. And this is from our friend Doug, who listens every day. Doug, thank you so much for your encouragement. Doug wrote in his postcard that he picked this up at a Love's truck stop. So Truck Stops of America, thank you for selling postcards because uh, that gave us one from Ohio. So, Doug, thanks for being so faithful to the Lord and to the podcast, and thank you all for being faithful as well. We're in Mark 13, talking a bit about Bible prophecy, trying to understand what Jesus said on that mountainside 2,000 years ago as he gathered just his best friends, his most faithful followers to warn them about the days that would come. Not, not just the days in the immediate future, but the days that are even yet still unfulfilled. Look at verse number 17, where Jesus continues to talk about those days, those days of tribulation, those days when the abomination of desolation is going to take place. Verse number 17, but woe, that's a strong word, W-O-E, but woe to them that are with child and to them that give suck, that are breast breastfeeding in those days. Pray that ye, pray ye that your flight be not in winter. In other words, well, it's going to be difficult days and the least amount of encumbrances, the better. I'll pray that there's no encumbrance of weather because the winter time is when the rainy season is in, in Israel. And, and pray that you don't have things that would somehow inhibit your ability to, to leave quickly, like if you have a small infant child. The point here is Jesus is still talking about the urgency, the urgency and the importance of running for your life at this dark in this in these dark days. Look at verse. Number 20, where the Lord talks, well, verse number 19, this is one of the most frightening verses in all, in all the Bible. For in those days shall be affliction such as was not from the beginning of the creation which God created unto this time, neither shall be. So from the beginning of creation up until now, Jesus said, we've never seen persecution like that those days are going to bring. So, wow, that's a qualified statement, isn't it? Because Jesus, who has all knowledge, omniscient, is making a, a statement without qualifier to say, whoa, this, these days are going to be the worst days ever. So think about some days that we know of in history and how bad they've been. And yet Jesus says, no days will be more full of and more characterized by affliction than these days. And all you really have to do is go back and listen 
to our series of teachings on Revelation to know just how bad these days will be. It's going to be indescribably difficult. Now, we believe that Christians, New Testament saints, will be saved from the hour, from the very time of this tribulation. That's Revelation chapter 3 and verse 10. And we're to pray to be saved from that hour. So I think there will be Christians, no doubt, during the tribulation period, but they will be they that are saved during it. When God raises up those 144,000 Jewish evangelists that will preach the gospel, and there will be a great number of people saved during those days. But, but those of us that know Christ will be caught away when Jesus comes not to this earth, but in the clouds to catch us away as his bride. That's 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. Look at verse number 20, where uh, the Lord gives us a word of mercy about those days, verse 20, and accept that the Lord had shortened those days. So what does it mean that God will shorten the days of that great tribulation period? Well, what it doesn't mean is that days that are 24 hours long are now going to be 20 hours long. Like somehow God changes the earth's spin or the way the sun rises, to put it from our perspective, that's not what that means. What that means is the number of days shortened. So this will not be a long period of time, relatively speaking. In fact, the Bible tells us exactly how many of those days will take place, 1,290. So it's a short relatively short period of time. And unless God had made it a short period of time, nobody could survive. So it's going to be a time of intense affliction and persecution. So the Bible says, except that the Lord had shortened those days, no flesh should be saved or should make it out, should survive. But for the elect's sake, in other words, those that are saved, whom he hath chosen, he hath shortened the days. So God's going to show mercy during those days by how many, how few days there are because of the believers that are on the earth. And we often see that God blesses a nation, or in this case, the world at this time, with mercy, not because they deserve it, but because he's caring for his own and even unsaved people are the beneficiaries of that kind of mercy. Look at verse number 21. And then if any man shall say to you, lo, that means look here, lo, here is Christ, or lo, uh, he is there, believe him not. So what's the Bible teaching? The Bible's teaching that during these times of great confusion, these times of great tribulation, these times of great affliction, It's going to be very easy for people to be looking for false hope in human instrumentality. That's one of the reasons why people will so readily follow Antichrist, because they're looking for somebody to give them an answer to their problems. Even today, we see that in our election system, in our electing people to political office. Sometimes people will vote for somebody because of what's been promised, and they're just looking for any kind of 
answer for their current economic stress or their current condition. Uh, I'll vote for, and that helps and makes them believe some things sometimes they shouldn't believe and trust some people they should not trust. And that's going to happen during the tribulation time where people are saying, oh, this is my hope. And that person's the answer. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. There is one Christ. And when he comes, it'll be demonstrably true who he is. Why? Because he has the power to set down Antichrist. He has the power to end the suffering. He has the power to set up rule and reign and bring a kingdom of peace. So there's only one that can do that, and that is the Christ, capital C. Look at verse number 22. For false Christs and false prophets shall rise and shall show signs and wonders. You know, Satan has great manipulation, and Satan has great power to demonstrate the imposter that he is. And and no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light, and his ministers uh, are as instruments of righteousness. They look like the right thing. They're going to put on the face and the mask and and do mighty things, and it's going to be... Uh, very easy for people to say, well, that must be. That's why we need to be driven in our theology, not by what wows us, not by how big a crowd is or how popular somebody is or the mighty works ostensibly somebody can do, but rather on the basis of Scripture alone. The Bible says these false Christs and false prophets shall arise, and the Bible says they will seduce, if it were possible, even the elect even believers during the days of the tribulation are going to be tempted to believe falsehoods or to believe in people that are false. And yet it won't be possible for them to be fooled because their faith and trust will be in Jesus and they will have uh, the truth as their foundation. But if it were possible, uh, these slicksters are so good Their message is so believable that if it were possible, they would even convince saved people. So, wow, what a warning uh, that the end time, the the tribulation period, will not only be a time of great confusion physically and great disasters physically uh, and geographically, uh, but, but also even emotionally and mentally. There will be great deception. People will believe the lie of Antichrist. Uh, What a dark day this will be. Look at verse number 23. So what do we do in light of all this? But take ye heed. As these days approach, and indeed, today we live, you'll hear it so often, in the last days. We've been living in the last days for these 2,000 years, and we ought to have an earnest sense of watching and paying attention and taking heed. Why? Because Jesus could come back at any moment. Uh, the tribulation period could be inaugurated uh, any time now. And so we ought to be paying attention. So take ye heed. Behold, I have foretold you all things. So Jesus says, I'm not giving you prophecy to satisfy your curiosity. I'm not telling you these things ahead of time just so you can say, well, I'm in the know. That was a good FYI. No, Jesus is telling these disciples and ultimately through the word of God, because Mark is recording this to you and me, because 
These are ways by which we can arm our minds. We ought to be knowledgeable about the events that are future. We ought to be knowledgeable about the fact that Antichrist will come and deceive many. We ought to be knowledgeable about the fact that Jesus Christ will come and bring ultimate victory and that what we do for Christ matters and that the time we live on this earth is fleeting. And at any moment of any day, uh, Jesus Christ could come back and this entire process in force could be inaugurated. So we ought to live with eternity in view and the imminency of the coming of the Lord and the coming judgment upon this earth. Uh, In short, prophecy ought to make us live holy lives. As we think about the things that are eternal, we think about the things that are inevitable. And how easy is it for us? And how easily do we just get wrapped up with the here and now and the plans we make and the vacation this summer and the retirement that's coming up in 15 years or whatever the case may be. And I'm not saying we shouldn't have times of enjoyment on this earth. Certainly, uh, that's part of what salvation brings, abundance and joy, and God delights in his children having those things, those good and perfect gifts that he gives. But how much more important is it for us to keep that that bigger picture mindset? And that's what Jesus is bringing into view here. So I'm going to stop there in verse number 23 for today, just for sake of time. We're going to come back and revisit this passage beginning at verse number 24, a next episode. Hope you'll join us for that. Until then, hope you have a great day in the Lord. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.